Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business. But how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. At the time of this recording, we only have about six weeks until the beginning of 2024. As cliche as it may be, the new year is really a time of renewed energy and often the perfect opportunity to come at pieces of your business with a fresh set of eyes. In this case, we are talking about your podcast. Instead of waiting until the beginning of January to put a podcast plan in place, let's go ahead and get a head start in our planning now. I want to walk you through how you could begin to plan for 2024 in a way that ensures you're being intentional with your episode content, but it also gives you the flexibility to adjust your plans as the year goes on. When it comes to podcast planning, there's so many different ways to do it, and everybody has their preferences. Should you batch? Should you take it week by week, month by month? That is really up to you. If you haven't already, take a listen to episode 124, where I talk about some of the pitfalls of really rigid podcast batching. For me, what I've found that works best is to start each year by taking some time to create a zoomed out blueprint of my podcast content, and we're going to walk through how to do that in just a minute. But then I do it again at the beginning of each quarter to kind of adjust things as needed. This gives me a plan, but it also really gives me the space for changes in my schedule, changes in my goals, changes in my inspiration throughout the year. And remember, today we're just talking about planning, not actually outlining episodes or recording or producing, just that first step of planning. So I want you to listen to this episode today. You're probably multitasking while you're listening to this. And after you hear all of this information, I want you to set some time aside that you can actually take action on the things that I'm talking about today. Give yourself a chunk of a couple of hours to actually implement this planning process. And when we actually do sit down to look at the upcoming year and plan out our podcast content and our intentions for our podcast, I'm not going to lie, it can be a bit of a messy process. It's kind of like when you need to do a deep clean of your bathroom or your kitchen pantry, you really have to take everything out before you can get in there and really clean it and organize it. And if you're anything like me, that stresses you out completely to see all of this stuff out on the counter and you kind of feel like you've taken 10 steps backward instead of getting to that place that you want to be. But then as you go step by step, things start to fall into place. You find a purpose for everything and a place for everything until you're left with that organized bathroom or organized pantry. And we all know it's not going to stay like this forever, but at least it gives you a start. It gives you something to go off of. The same is true with your podcast planning when you're doing kind of this yearly overview. A few suggestions before you sit down for this planning session. Number one, if you've had your podcast for you know four to six months or more, I would really recommend that you do an audit of your show. I'm not going to get deep into auditing your podcast in this episode, but I can point you in the direction of a few resources. Number one, if you're in the Podcasting for Educators Prep School, there is an end-of-year report as a bonus lesson that you can go through. 
And if you are in podcasts like You Mean It, there's a step-by-step audit that you can go through. It's the very first lesson of the audio course. And if you're not already in podcasts like You Mean It, highly recommend joining. This is a great time of year to do so because there's lots of lessons in there that will really give you a fresh perspective and an action plan for your content for the new year. And of course, if you aren't in the position to purchase either of those right now and you're not already a member of one of those courses, check out episode 73 of this show, which is going to kind of walk you through a short version of a DIY podcast audit. Number two, if you haven't already done a listener survey this year, this is a great time to do one. This is going to give you incredible information that can be used for your planning purposes. This is when you send out questions to your audience, asking them what they want to hear more of, what they're currently struggling with, so that you can use that information for your planning. And number three, you need a content calendar. No matter what type of planner you are or what your personality type is, I would argue that we all need a content calendar of some sort. We need some way to look at the big picture in order to plan really intentionally. We can't keep all of that in our head as much as we'd like to think that we can. Using a content calendar is going to allow us to really visually see those dates and those timelines. And again, if you are either in the prep school or podcast like you mean it, I have listener survey resources and different types of content calendars for you. So be sure to go back and refer to those lessons so you can really get the most out of those resources. So we are going to assume that you've got your audit results, your listener survey results, and your content calendar. Here's what I would do next. Here is the actual planning portion. First thing I would do is in your content calendar, plug in the dates for the entire year. For me, on my content calendar, I plug in the dates that each episode will go live And I separate my episodes by month because that really helps me picture things in chunks and it allows me to see whether I'm going to have four episodes go live each month or five episodes go live that month. I include the episode number, the date it will air, a space for the title, which is blank for now. As I'm going through this process, I'm really kind of just plugging in topics. I'm not necessarily coming up with a title right now. I have a column for a call to action for each episode and a note section where I can jot down what else is going on in my business at that time so I can make sure that it's lining up with my podcast content. And then I have a few other things on there that aren't really relevant to this planning process. Number two, you'll want to plug in anything big that you know is happening in your business. Things like live launches, Dates that your doors will be open to courses, memberships, whatever you have going on. Maybe you're going to do a group coaching program. Plug those dates in. And it's okay if it's not exact, if it's an estimate, if you think you're going to do it this month, that's okay. Just plug in as many dates as you can. If you're live launching something or if you're pushing something that's evergreen during a certain month, I would put those dates on your content calendar, make that note, and then I would backtrack a few weeks leading up to that date and plug in on my content calendar a topic that I want to center my episodes around. That way your content is aligning to the things that you are going to be pushing. You're using your episodes to lead up to that sale. Number three is to plug in some seasonal topics that you know that you're going to want to cover. An example of this would be maybe you want to talk about your favorite Valentine's Day activity and you have a TPT product that you can promote for that episode. You might want to air that the last week of January to give teachers time to listen, purchase the resource, and plan for that. We know that teachers often plan 
far in advance for their lessons, so you don't want to wait until the week of the holiday to talk about it. Again, you don't have to have an exact episode title or anything like that. You can just put on your content calendar, Valentine's Day activity, whatever the name of the activity is, and your call to action would be to go purchase that TBT product. Maybe you know that most of your community teaches nonfiction at a certain time. So you could look at your content calendar and you could plug in a nonfiction series for four weeks during that time of year. You want to think about holidays, yearly themes that your audience is experiencing. For example, spring break, maybe that would be a good time to do some episodes on classroom management because... We know that the kids go off for spring break. They come back acting like they've never been to school before. That would be a great time to pinpoint classroom management. End of year assessments, end of year packup, summer, back to school, setting up your classroom, parent-teacher conferences. These are all kind of yearly themes and yearly experiences that your audience is going to be going through that you know ahead of time that you can easily plan content around that would be helpful for them. So these are things that we could go ahead and plug in right now. Okay, so we've plugged in all of the dates that we're going to have episodes going live on our content calendar. We've plugged in any kind of big things that we know are going to be going on in our business so that we can align our content to that thing in the weeks leading up to it. We've plugged in seasonal topics and yearly themes that our audience is going to be experiencing. Now it's time to look at your podcast audit and your listener survey results. When you are looking at your results of those things, you can look at things like which episodes have been really popular. What have people requested in your listener survey? What are they struggling with and need more support in? Plug these topics in on your calendar. Again, I'm just saying topics. It doesn't have to be super zoomed in at this point. You don't have to have a title. You don't even have to have an exact plan in place for this episode. You're just really getting down these topics. And as you're doing this, as you're coming up with these topics or these themes, think about if it should just be one episode. Should it be a theme for an entire month or should it be like a six-week series on that given topic? I'm interrupting this episode for a brief moment to answer one of the biggest questions that podcasters have. How do I continue to bring in and retain new listeners? Here's my favorite answer, podcast guesting. When you guest on the right podcasts, you're positioning yourself in front of ideal listeners and customers. This is a powerful strategy when done intentionally, and I can show you how in my mini course, Guesting for Educators. In this course, I'll teach you my three-step approach to landing and leveraging podcast guest interviews. When you join, you'll get access to the course content, templates, swipe copy, and even a list of shows who are currently accepting guests. The best part? You can work your way through the content in less than a weekend. What are you waiting for? Head to www.podcastingforeducators.com slash guesting to learn more. Back to the episode. Number five, if you have guests on your podcast, leave some space for guest episodes. Like I'll even just write the word guest episode or guest in some spaces on my content calendar because I know I'm going to want to sprinkle in these guest episodes, but I don't necessarily know what those are going to look like yet. You can even start a separate list of guests. So if you're doing, if you have your content calendar on a Google sheet, let's say you could have a new tab right next to it at the bottom of that spreadsheet 
that says, like, I have one and I call it my guest wish list. So that's where I kind of brain dump guests that I want to invite onto my show. If you know what months you'd like to have them on, like maybe you plan your content by themes and maybe you like to have a guest on that fits that theme. So you could go ahead and list what month you're hoping to have that person on. And this is really a simple step, but it's really an important step to plug in those guest episode spots on your content calendar because sometimes it it helps us to see, oh, maybe I'm going to do one guest episode a month or one guest episode every other month. I don't really need to reach out to that many people for the entire year. And it really helps with not overbooking yourself on guest episodes. I've gotten myself into this situation plenty of times where I'll go on this like big spree of guest episodes. And then I realized, oh my gosh, like we're doing this interview in June, but it's not going to air until October. And there's just this huge gap, which is okay. It's not the end of the world, but you don't want to end up doing more guest episodes than you need or than you want. Number six is to look at what you have left. Look at your content calendar, see how many episodes you have left that are blank. Be sure that you have plugged in those topics that your audience is asking for. And now would be a good time to get out what I'm sure that a lot of you have, which is a like random brain dump list somewhere. Mine is in my notes app on my phone. It doesn't always make it into my content calendar right then and there. Check that and plug in some of those episodes. These are those ideas that have come to you during the year when you're on a walk or in the shower. They don't necessarily fit in with some of the other themes that you're talking about, but they're things that have inspired you in the moment and you just haven't had the chance to talk about them on your podcast yet. So look at that brain dump list if you have one and find some places that you could plug those topics in. I like to kind of include a little note to myself because, you know, sometimes you get these ideas and... (laughs) It sounds really great, and then you just jot down like one word or a couple words, and then you go to look at that topic, and you're like, what in the world was I thinking about? What was I talking about? Why did I want to do this topic? So just jot down some notes for yourself so that when it comes time to record that episode and plan that episode, you actually remember what in the world you were talking about in the first place. You can also think about any opt-ins that you have. Can you create episodes around these opt-ins that would be a good push to get people to sign up for them and be a great way to build your email list? And then number seven, the last part of this planning session is to just leave some white space on your content calendar. You 100% will end up moving things around throughout the year. You're going to have a jolt of inspiration for an episode that you want to do right then and there, and you're going to have to move things around to accommodate for that. You will have a timely topic that comes up that you see a need for that you need to squeeze in. You will have a new guest that you learn about that you really want to have on, or you'll have somebody that pitches you and asks to come on your show. So give yourself that space, give yourself that flexibility in your content calendar so that you're not super jammed up and on this really rigid schedule that doesn't allow for any of that in-the-moment inspiration and creativity. All right, so again, those seven steps were 
Number one is to plug in those dates that all of your episodes will go live for that year on your content calendar. Number two, plug in anything big that you know is happening in your business so that you can create content leading up to that thing. Number three, plug in some seasonal topics that you know you're going to want to cover. Number four, look at your audit and listener survey results and use that data to create topics that speak to your audience's needs. Number five, leave space for guest episodes. Number six, plug in those brain dump list topics that you probably have lying around somewhere. And number seven, leave white space on your calendar. So as you can see, you really want a mix of seasonal and evergreen topics. And I also just want to stop and say, if you are somebody who, even after listening to this, you're like, an entire year, I don't think I can think that far ahead. I have no idea what I want to do in my business this year. Start with six months, okay? Don't look at it as a full year picture. Start with six months and that will really help you break things down. I think you're going to be really surprised at how quickly you can fill in six months worth of content. All right, so I personally go through this process in my content calendar spreadsheet, and then usually about monthly, I put episodes into ClickUp. That's what I use for project management. Once I know for a fact that they're finalized, they're set in stone on my schedule. And again, this really gives me the freedom to move things around on my content calendar without also having to move them on ClickUp. Set a calendar reminder to revisit your content calendar monthly or whatever works for you. I like to do it monthly, but that might not be the case for you. I move things around constantly, but I love being able to open my content calendar and see all of these content ideas that I know have been put there for good reason. In episode 119, I talked about the mistake that so many of us make with our podcast data tracking, which is not actually analyzing and reflecting on our data. We kind of just go through the motions, plug our numbers in, but we don't take the time to really understand that data in order to make decisions. Similarly, don't make the mistake of doing this planning session, looking at this year-long snapshot, and then never looking at your content calendar again, okay? We don't want to make that mistake of not revisiting and leveraging your content calendar. If you've never heard of the three R's of habit formation, they are reminder, routine, and reward. And this is kind of the cycle that we go through when we form habits. Reminder is the cue or the trigger that starts the habit. So in this situation, your calendar reminder that you're going to set for yourself is literally your reminder to start the habit of checking in with your content calendar. The second R, routine, is the action that you take, or in other words, the habit itself. So in this case, it's doing that content calendar check-in and adjusting things as needed. Maybe you created a new TPT bundle or you have a new coaching program or some sort of service that you're offering, and you maybe didn't have that thing back when you first started this content calendar. So you need to switch things around and tweak your content to focus on that for the upcoming month. So you're revisiting and checking in with your content calendar consistently. And then the third R is reward, which is the benefit you gain from doing that habit. For the purposes of this conversation, the reward is that when you consistently check in with your content calendar, you are going to gain the reward of creating more intentional podcast content that will benefit your listeners 
and your business in the form of audience engagement, sales, and or email list growth. Okay, so I really want to drive that point home of I don't want you to take the time to sit down and plan out this awesome content calendar that you're really excited about. It's going to make you feel great going into the new year, but then never actually utilizing it moving forward because creating it is step one, but actually using it and giving yourself permission to switch things up as needed is really the second step. The purpose of this content calendar is so that you are being intentional in your planning so that it will pay off for your business and for your audience. Okay, I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that it's given you a little boost of motivation and excitement to go into the new year with a fresh content plan. I love this time of year. I love sitting down and planning out my podcast content. I think it's really fun because it really helps me make plans for my business as a whole and decide on really what I want to focus on throughout the year. And I hope it does the same for you. This might be one of those episodes that you're going to want to listen to now and then revisit again, maybe a couple of times as you go through this planning process. If this episode was helpful for you and you're enjoying this podcast and you haven't left a review yet on Apple Podcasts, I would love for you to take Seriously, it only takes one or two minutes to go into Apple Podcasts, write a review, let me know you're listening, let me know what you enjoy about the show. It honestly means so much when you guys write your reviews. So if you do that today, thank you so much, and I'll catch you here next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.